0: This is Gabe Baker, you're listening to Notable Nashville, and this is my song, Mother.
1: Thank you for being being my mother Into this day So grateful. There's nothing that I could do to repay this love. Wanna say thank you. Oh, there's no one that I can see that's done what you've done for me. You have built me up and broke me down, all so that I could stand up on my own two feet. So mother, thank you, mother, thank you a thousand times and more. Beyond this life. I know your love will welcome you.
2: everybody thanks for tuning in to notable Nashville podcast today's guest is the very talented Gabe Baker so Gabe uh we thanks for joining me today
0: yeah thanks Jordan happy to be here been looking forward to this
2: and uh I've Before I started recording, I prefaced this that we're actually recording straight from Clubhouse, the new app. I've been digging it. That's actually where I met Gabe um, through someone on here. He was playing some tunes, and I was like, man, I've got to get this guy on my podcast. So, um, you know, wh- what's your experience like on Clubhouse, Gabe, as far as, like, the audio quality of playing your music? Do, do, do you get good feedback from from everybody?
0: Yeah, so I'm newer to clubhouse as of uh this past weekend but i've been getting yeah really solid positive feedback from people you know there's definitely encouragement to get you know the iRig 2 or certain other equipment that enhances your sound quality but even just straight from my phone uh it's pretty you know it's clear enough so it's been a good experience so far
2: yeah i've been loving it just like all the people that you meet you you can go into different topics of rooms and i've been really enjoying it um, but I want to get into, you know, where you came from. I see you grew up in Texas, uh, went to Rice University, and uh, you, did you play football there? You were a college athlete?
0: That's right, man, representing the college athletes. So, um, yeah, I started my undergrad at Rice University in Houston, Texas in 2010. And, I'm you know, born and bred and born and raised in Texas, um, grew up in San Antonio, but Houston's definitely second home for me.
2: So, what was it like uh, doing music and also playing sports? Was was uh, music always a huge passion for you, or what came first?
0: Yeah, you know, sports came first. Music came, you know, shortly after. I grew up in a very musical household, so I picked up the cello in the fourth grade. Um, and my parents are both great singers, and my uh, mom's a you know she played the violin, the piano, my older brother and eldest sister both played uh, classical instruments. And so I was kind of the one that wanted to join on board with the music stuff. And uh, yeah, I was able to play cello, you know, through school and everything. And, uh, but so, so I was able to balance that with sports, which is pretty cool. Um, all the way through. So that made it an interesting experience. Yeah. Growing up.
2: So what made you choose cello as like your main instrument? What, what brought you to that?
0: Yeah,
2: it was, more of a
0: curiosity thing, I know that uh um uh, my i think I think i my mom had told me about yo yo ma <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh, I think I had heard some i think I had a CD at the house that we'd listened to, and there was something about it that just just uh captivated me to to that instrument and i was, and I just just jumped in and uh stuck with it.
2: that's awesome well i you know I listen to your music and it's it's very faith based and kind of worship driven and I love that. Uh, you you describe your music as like folk and soul, and you know you're also a worship leader. So did you grow up in in the church and started playing music that way?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly that. I my parents were in full time Christian ministry, doing a lot of stuff for just all my life for the most part. And I I didn't start actually like leading in church worship settings from the music side until you know high school. Uh, but I was always in the space, my dad, yeah, they both led worship uh at church as well, my parents, and so yeah, I was just a part of the household, just singing in that kind of way um and not but also just not not being uh we were kind of exposed to other music as well, more on the kind of r and b soul side of things growing up, and so that that was the the basis for the kind of music that I like to listen to, and like to sing.
2: Very cool. So I want to get the story mm-hmm. of of why you moved to Nashville. I mean, I think I have an idea yeah. because it's there's a huge uh, network of believers and there's pretty much a church on every street corner. So did you did, <laughs> Just did, about. did you move to Nashville to kind of get more into the Christian uh, music realm, or what? what was that experience?
0: Yeah, you know, actually. So short answer, no, not not particularly. And it's funny, I, I wouldn't qualify myself as a Christian. Uh, artists, if you will I mean I'm a christian at, within music, um and so I write Christian spiritual stuff, but as an artist, you know, I just write life music, That's what I tell people, so um, whatever kind of flows, right so I exactly. moved to Nashville yeah in, in July of twenty twenty, which is right in the middle of uh, good old pandemic season uh, so as as strange as it was you know for anyone to do anything during this past year and currently you know it was it was definitely interesting um, in short. I, you know, post college um, in 20, after 2014, I, you know, tried my hand playing professional football. That phased out, um, and I was very surrendered to that. So I was ready to kind of move on to new things and started working um, as a civil engineer for a couple years in Houston, and that was good. But at the same time, I was kind of poking around. So I was like, I was trying to find, you know, that next thing just to really, uh, to really own in a sense because football had been that thing. You know, i had been doing other things alongside you know, but football is that main investment in my life, which has been a a great thing. And, um, so transitioning out of that was really cool, but so new. So I jumped into a bunch of things. I went to seminary. I, uh, was working, uh, full time was doing ministry work and nonprofit stuff and kind of just poking around. Um, I happened to make my way into competing on a couple of competition shows. So I was on, uh, uh, American Ninja Warrior and I made it on the Netflix has a, competition show called The Ultimate Beastmaster, which they had three seasons of it, but it got it got canceled. But I was on season two, and so that was all in this, this new life of me post-college football, which is really, really cool. Um, and so this is me just poking around, just having fun, just learning and growing. And um, come the fall of 2019, I got, I got reached out to you for The Bachelor, did the spinoff music show called Listen to Your Heart, um, and I got cast on that. Um, and so we shot that at the beginning of 2020, uh, yeah, right before the pandemic shut everything down. Um, and I'll, I'll add one other uh, really uh, important aspect of my journey that shifted me to Nashville. And it was that my mom had been battling cancer for about three years, starting about 2017. And then my brother was a mu- great musician, moved back, moved down from Dallas, um, back to Houston where my family, uh, all of our family was at the time in 2017 and then he started going through challenges himself with his health and his mental health specifically and so it was this weird season of like exploring new opportunities and then really dealing with the challenges at home uh, health wise and then you know, sadly my mom passed away in 2019, December 2019 um, and this is at the time I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go on this, this very very uh, unique dating show uh, this bachelor show and then You know i just felt called to take advantage of it um and jumped on the show and you know long story (laughs) coming to a close if you will uh you know right coming off of that show um i made my first trip to nashville actually at the end of february about a week before the tornado hit down here if anyone's familiar uh, and right and just shortly shortly after that trip uh yeah, the COVID shut everything down. So I was here that weekend with a buddy from the show, and we were hanging out. And then I met a good friend of mine, uh, a, a now a good friend of mine, out here in Nashville. And uh, he actually is the guy who owns the place I live in. So I just got some great inspiration from that show and the relationships to be like, hey, let me own music and take advantage of it and just grow. And so right when I got back, right when everything shut down, I was just writing. At home, I was working virtually, so I was just practicing a lot and writing and then got connected to to some great uh, music team in Austin um, and started just, just, you know, just committing the time to it and made the decision to move to Nashville um, around like late May. And I was like, all right, let me just do it. You know, this is one time I wanted to get out of Texas and grow in a new place. And it was a big jump, but it's been honestly as smooth of a transition I could have I could ask for.
2: Wow. That's incredible. Well, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there of what you said, but, um, uh, my condolences to your, to your mother. I'm sure that was really difficult. I don't know what what that experience is like, but, um, you know, I'm, I appreciate, you know, you moving forward and, uh, you know, taking these, uh, advantages of everything that's coming to you. Um, I want to hear about your experience on the bachelor because I, I watched it years ago and yeah. I, I want to get your insider opinion. Um, is, it, is it all scripted? Is it all just played out like, you know, you already know what's going to happen? Or is there actually, um, is there actually like, you know, spontaneity in it?
0: Yeah. So it is not scripted at all. So I'll lead with that. It is. And that sounds, I know that's a bit of a surprising thing to be said. I, I find it to be, at least people tell me that you have full creative control of how you navigate your time on the show. Um, but then again, you know, you're in this very, you know, insulated experience in which they're, you know, the producers are there uh, creating a show to say at least, right? And so they, they have influence and uh, aspects of you know, crafting the environment. Um, and so the responses are actually pretty raw and real from the contestants on the show. And even though things may be kind of, you know, shifted and, and, and uh, led in a certain way that does produce a good show for the viewers. And then the edits that come from the actual experience uh, are what production wants, right? So a lot of times it doesn't reflect the actual situation that happened in, in real time, but it's just just the reality of the yeah. show, right? So it's, it's this interesting realm of like, this is real, but then it's produced, you know, so that's my best answer to that
2: <laughs> well, well that's good to hear that it's not all just like you know scripted and they know who's gonna yeah yeah who's somebody's gonna pick or whatever but that's cool um so what about uh on NBC's American Ninja Warrior how far did you get
0: yeah yeah so my experience is awesome I, I uh if you're familiar with it they've typically had like you have a uh a city qualifier and then you have a city finals kind of thing and then if you make it past city finals you go to Vegas and that's like the progression of it i made it just i didn't make it to the city finals i was just maybe one or two uh places off from making that so i did i did well but didn't make it super far um and they they didn't actually air my run on the when the when my episode aired on tv which in short i think that would have that actually allowed me to be pushed over to this other show on netflix so it was kind of an interesting uh thing that led to another but the Ninja Warrior stuff was a cool season of me just trying to train in a new way, and it was super humbling, because it's crazy difficult, but it was a lot of fun.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, yeah. Never, I would so. never even be able to even step foot on on that show. <laughs> but,
0: uh, <laughs> no, no. You're not alone, man. I, I barely did myself, so...
2: <laughs> um, well, I want to get back to kind of, uh, you know, your influences in music, you know, you... Sure. You say you're not a Christian artist per se, but you do sing about faith based things. And um, what are your kind of inspirations or what do you listen to uh, day to day that kind of inspire you or um, has has led with your passion for music?
0: Yeah, man. So I have a lot of music influences like I'm sure like everyone does. I tell people I'm a soul folk artist um, and, you know, I guess top music influences artist-wise is you know sam cook bill withers leon bridges um donnie Athaway, um oh man uh amos lee and swinging on a you know different spectrum of artists of like mumford and sons and bonnie bear and the lumineers uh need to breathe um a really yeah kind of a, a, a mix of things and then um yeah even you know bruno major if you listen to bruno major oh, and yeah. some of these croony artists of like uh the sinatras and you know the, the rat pack and uh buble so in terms of just stylistically and a lot of things i mean that that really influenced my sound and then uh, even more so on the soul side the r&b soul lo-fi music of you know you have daniel caesar and givey and and uh, frank ocean and yeah, there's there's just a great pocket of things I listen to in a interesting cycle. So if you were to follow me on Spotify, you'd probably see a a, a cool mixture of things. But yeah, I, I listen to a range of stuff, and then you know just journeying through life and having great conversations with people. I, I love to read books and uh, listen to podcasts. So there's a lot of things that just help refine my thoughts and refine just the way I think that allow me to experience life and then process it in such a way that I could put it out in my music.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. I, you mentioned, you mentioned give I actually just bought a vinyl record of his, uh, his, his EP and it sounds so good. I have to do that. I have to do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Are are you into vinyl at all? Do you, do you listen to vinyl? You
0: know, I do listen to vinyl. I have, I have a pretty big stack of vinyls. I got a record player for Christmas, a couple of Christmases ago and, yeah, man, I'm all over the vinyl game. I'm not super. I'm not a collector or anything, but man, if I can, there's an artist that I, I love their album, man. I'm, I'm gonna get the vinyl.
2: So I would like yeah. to shout out. I'm, I'm i think one of my favorite uh, record shops in Nashville is Grimey's. Um, they've always Ooh, got everything. Okay. So if you've never been there, if you never checked it out, it's. Uh, they mm-hmm. moved locations. They used to be on Eighth Avenue, but they moved over to East Nashville, off of Trinity, and. Uh, okay. But they good people and just like you know stellar amount of catalogs that they have and um, I I try to go like every weekend and sift out see, find something new so that's kind of that's my so. yeah that's, that's kind of my advice. I spend a lot of money on vinyl but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take advantage of that yeah thanks so uh, Gabe I want to know ha- have you run into any hurdles like in your music coming to Nashville as far as like uh breaking out into you know releasing what you want to release or have you have you run into any issues or
0: um any hurdles of releasing music or anything
2: of releasing music yeah as far as like you know maybe you say oh i yeah. don't want to i don't want to put this out or you know i you, you put out you have put out an ep right you haven't put out a full length yet or or have you
0: yeah, I just put on an EP, just going, honestly, just leaning into the dropping the sing, dropping singles. Um, yeah, no full-length album at the moment. I think, you know, that will definitely come in time. Um, but uh, yeah, so right now, no problems with releasing music. I think it's just, I'm writing a lot of songs and collaborating with a lot of people, and it's just, just finding when the timing is right, when I feel good about the song, and not in a rush to put it out either. But definitely, wanting just to put out a lot of music has a sense of just engaging in the process of creating. You know, so it's been good. I, I'm grateful to have just a like really good, pe- good, good amount of pe- really good people around me that are so helpful and so inspiring from the writing side, from the producing side. That in this beginning stages of my music career, as I see it, um, I've been able to have just an incredible amount of growth, um, and then. Really good production in terms of getting things out um, in uh, really good speed. So my goal starting with this single coming out in April is to release a a single every month uh, in the months thereafter uh, throughout this year. So uh, no problem. It's been been good and active.
2: Wow, that's awesome. You're going to be releasing a single every month so that we're going to have a lot of content.
0: That's the goal, man. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I came into 2021, I wanted to release a song every month. But these three months kind of <laughs> flew by faster than I thought. Um, and it always does, right? right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just getting things organized and I was, got connected with kind of a uh, a PR company that's going to help with some distribution stuff. So, uh, yeah, just trying the timing of it, but not in a rush, but just have a lot of stuff I want to get out, you know.
2: We're looking forward to it. And, uh, I kind of want to hear a live tune, you know, you opened up the show with a live tune. What do you, what do you want to want to place at the end here?
0: Yeah. The song at the end, I'm going to, I'm going to play, uh, the song that's coming out next month. And it's uh, my first song that I'm doing cello and vocal on it at the same time. So as a cellist, I've been trying to incorporate playing the cello within my artistry um, in terms of singing. And it's been a really cool adventure and a good challenge. And wow. yeah, that song's called, called Upside Down. Um, and I actually wrote it right <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic time or right after I got off the show. It was a really interesting experience, and it was something I had in mind that I wanted to try for a while, and it just flowed. It was really cool, so I'm glad, really happy to the way that it came out, and I hope people enjoy it.
2: Very cool, very cool. Well, Gabe, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, sit down and talk with me, and uh, excited for the new releases, and uh, we'll, we'll end it here with uh, the live track, Upside Down. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Just yeah.